Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. And I'm Matthew, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare House Meeting. It is exciting, actually. House Meeting is yeah, where it, myself... It is Tom, actually, guys. It is actually, guys. <laughs> We've so, read your comments, but it actually is yeah. exciting. It so is shut actually, up. guys. So take that look off your face and get this feeling into your ears. Hit it! <laughs> is that enough of a... No, we need to talk a bit uh, more. No, we, we need to say a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a shame, because that was seamless, wasn't that it? Was that was good. Yeah. yeah. Let's try and remember that vibe when we finish this intro and we'll, we'll, we'll try and replicate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do that. Um, so, uh, all that needs to be said, really. Do you know what, actually? All I was going to say was, is mention the Patreon and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like we, I feel like now after you've had that hit it, it's hard to go back now. Yeah. So, um, do, you want to just ramp, do you want to just ramp up again? Well, get on the Patreon, guys. Take that look off your face. Get this feeling into your ears. Hit it! <laughs> Yeah, it's good, man. Even better second time round. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it worked so even better, yeah. Really nice. I've had a thought. I've got an issue. I've got a question I want to ask you. I want to talk. I want to chat. Okay, let's sit down and chew the fat. House meeting. What temperature should we set the heat to? House meeting. Why on earth am I always weeping? House meeting. Who wet my bed while I was sleeping? Let's have a house meeting. What's the point? Does life have a meaning? House meeting. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, because I've definitely watched it before, but the internet's such a funny thing in that... Oh, yeah, you've watched the internet before, yeah, yeah. We know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've told you about that yeah. before. You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really getting into it these days, aren't you? <laughs> it's hard to get out of it, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. In many ways, like Sandra Bullock, you're trapped in the net. Mm. We're recording 15 minutes after we were supposed to start. Um, we just pushed the time back 15 minutes. And so yeah. I, I was ready to go 15 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do 15 minutes of work. But then the internet was like, why don't you watch tribute to Chris Farley, the comedian who died oh. Saturday Night Live 20 years ago, or whatever. And you like go, you know what? Yeah, I will. What what's happening now? Because it's early in the morning. <laughs> why why have I spent fifteen minutes on on that? <laughs> why now am I thinking about about that? Yeah, it's the most random mate. Uh, but, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that those those Matt Foley videos are really funny when he falls through the the table and stuff, and he's the he's the life coach. So it's well worth revisiting his stuff. No, but the th- the thing I wanted to ask you guys about is the, the thing that I, I watched for six minutes is Adam Sandler wrote a song, and this was a bit later on, but he wrote a song about Chris Farley as a tribute. Yeah, yeah, it's at the end of his uh, Netflix special. It's brilliant. There you go. That's the one I watched. But yeah. Now it's six minutes long, mm-hmm. and two minutes of that is a guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. 
face. He, he comes off mic and then he goes full he shreds. <laughs> And it, it made me laugh so much because it's like, okay, I'm going to tell you all about my cool friend, but hey, what? Look at I can look, look how good I can play the guitar. <laughs> it's like fill the fill the six minutes. <laughs> I think he is filling. No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to be. I'm a big Sander apologist, but yeah, <laughs> we know it. He. He does fill the six minutes, and I think it right. If, All I'm if saying you, is, wait a second, wait, wait a second though. Okay, okay, yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. If you were, if you would like doing someone's eulogy at the funeral, and you got up and, and halfway through did a guitar solo, and be like, no, no, that was that was for him though. That guitar solo was for him. That's my new request. I want you, I want Clarky to just shred at my way. like to come up and say right okay I've, I've written a song about Tom and for it to be an instrumental. <laughs> you just absolutely shred, and then spotlight on the back. Crosby's on drums. <laughs> you guys, just, you guys just jam, jam for twenty mins. Let, let, let me let me say a couple of things. Please. Firstly, firstly, Clarky, you 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 touch on a very interesting topic. A tribute. Who is it actually for? Because the person is dead, right? The, yeah. Chris Farley doesn't come out, you know, and go, "Nice one, Sandler." You know, "Nice one, Sa- nice one, Sandman," which is what they all call him. Uh, he, uh, it, it is for, it's for the people who who are alive, right? Yeah, that's true. And and secondly, say for example, you are on. up in heaven, right? Yes, go on. The last lot, the, the last lines of the song are, "If we make enough noise, maybe you'll hear us now." Yeah. So Sanders thinking it's he's sending it up. I'll address this in my second point. Maybe here. that's why he's playing the guitar so loud. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you were up in heaven, right, and you were um and you were looking down and you were watching a eulogy that your favourite bit would be the guitar solo. <laughs> It's if anything, it's the bit that's the least. Like if if someone has to say nice things about you, that's all can be a little bit cringy, a little bit embarrassing. If somebody's shredding on the guitar, that's pure pleasure, right? <laughs> but I'll, I mean, like I'll say this about Elton. When he rewrote "Candle in the Wind," yeah, he didn't do the whole standing on the piano stool, hammering it out <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, but crucially, he, he kept, did play it at he her kept, funeral. That's he kept this is not respectful. This is not footage from Tom. This is not footage from uh, Chris Farley's funeral. This is this is footage from uh, an arena show that Adam Sandler played, and it's the final moment of an arena show. I think in an arena you're allowed to do a guitar solo. In a funeral, it's a little bit you've got to tread a little bit more carefully, musically speaking. If I'm looking down from heaven and I'm closing your arena show, I'd be thinking, bloody hell, Crosby's a bit light this year. Write a final set. Write a final bit, mate. Find your own crescendo. Don't be leaning on me. I'm 25 years gone or something. Have you watched the rest of the special? Or have you just watched the ending? Because I refute that. He's not light on material. It is a fantastic... It's a phenomenal special. You know what? It's such a good... It's such a good special that it's... Lots of people was going... Can you believe it's a good like? Because you know, obviously, he's got he doesn't have the the greatest reputation in comedy. Lots of people think he's not not especially good, and um, I'm not one of those people. Oh, we know it. But uh, the show con- converted a lot of naysayers, and not just because it came out just before lockdown, <laughs> and a lot of people watched it in lockdown. They had nothing else to do. 
Um, I, th- I think it's genuinely. I think I think it's I think it's brilliant. But also as well, Chris Farley is a, is a is a huge legend. No offense, Tom, but if I were to do a tribute to someone who I'm gonna say, like, even at one of my gigs, yeah, I, I, I have to do. I would, I would have to do. Yeah. Sing the Let's Chris Farley forget. song at my sing the Chris Farley song at my funeral. What a what a way oh, to go! Oh my god! <laughs> that I'm talking you? about my boy Chris Farley. My family like who? <laughs> Chris Farley, <laughs> one of his mates from university. <laughs> oh god! Crosby's blacked on Parry's name. <laughs> Does that? We all thought that'd be Clark more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, ben Clarky, talking about my friend Ben Clarky. He's right here. <laughs> Thanks on the tribute. Do you think tribute, tri- tribute each other? He's hardly moved. It's <laughs> not spoken in ages. It just did make me laugh. I'm not having a go at Adam Sandler's. No, no, of uh, course, of course, or special. Um, but it's just. I like the idea of like juggling, juggling Jerry in the middle of the eulogy. It's just, it just made me laugh. Did make me laugh. Here's the thing, though you you went to quite an evangelical church. Was there a was there like a a, a rock band or like a kind of electric band at your church when you were? Oh, yeah. So that is. There is there are lots of different ways to worship. That's what they always used to say whenever we were plugging in. <laughs> they always used to say, you know, plenty of different ways to worship, and singing, obviously singing words about uh, about Jesus and about what a wonderful guy he was. Another dead guy. Another another dead guy that we that we miss every day. But also there was, you know, like letting your letting your your faith flow through your instrument you know, your guitar, your drums, whatever you happen to be playing, that's a big part of it. And so you can, you, you, there are plenty of different ways to pay tribute to a person. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. And I think shredding, I think shredding actually is, <laughs> shredding is the number one thing you can do. And I can't wait to be, as the coffin is lowered, to, to stand on your, to stand on your, stand on your on coffin. It. Giving it the proper full-on Steve I Ewing E Malmsteen, wait! Don't start the fire. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going down with the ship. There's okay. Yeah, his master's grave. I'd be there shredding away as I'm as I'm burnt like Joan of Arc. I'd love it. I'd love it. No, his master's grave. Right. Oh yeah. That's what yeah, that's yeah. what HMV stands for. No, right? no, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like a that's, his master, that's his his master's voice. Right. Is that the same as Greyfriars Bobby? Is it the same dog? Oh, it's a good question. I don't know. Is that. it the no different breed? And it? it's a Scot. It's a Scotty Greyfriars um, Bobby. Oh, and, 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 and what was his master's uh, grave? Isn't it a Jack Russell? I thought that's his master's voice. Oh, his master's voice. Sorry, yeah, Clark, yeah, we've just Russell. established they're two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. His, his master's voice, um, Greyfriars Bobby, Grey yeah, no, Bobby. Nobody thinks his master's voice is Greyfriars Bobby, Clarky. So thank you for clearing it up. Oh, what is, are you saying? I, <laughs> I did ask that question. House meeting. Can I get this pizza delivered to the meeting? House meeting. His master's grave isn't a dog, is it? That's the that's the outlier. There's Greyfriars Bobby who did a his master's grave. Right. Then there's his master's voice, 
who made it onto all the t-shirts. But yeah, what yeah. was what was his story? That he just listened to his 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 master's voice through a record player. Yeah, I think so. He's done well for himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he's done he's, fucking well for He's himself. living high on the hog, I tell you what. If I'm his brother, I'm gutted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, like... I would say even the master has been lost to the, uh, you know, the, the, the mists of, of, of history. Who's the master? We know about his, um, we know about the, the guy listening to his voice. He's managed to, he's, how has he become the sort of poster boy for this? We don't know any of the other people. I'm going to take a punt on it being... No, come on. Dig deep. Go on. Barbara Woodhouse? Alistair, no, Alexandra Graham Bell? The guy who invented what? the telephone? What? <laughs> okay, okay, that's who he okay. invented. <laughs> okay. Who invented the... Gra- who invented- Did he invent the gramophone on the way, though? I don't think so. <laughs> the way on the way into work to do the telephone. He had a hell of a day. Well it does feel it does feel like it's kind of halfway there, doesn't it? It feels like you, uh, stick, yeah. a wire, you stick a wire on a record player and suddenly you and stick a dog at the end. In many ways he, he invented the answer machine. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Whoever invented the gramophone. But you you know, you didn't like you'd have to then deliver the deliver the, the whatever it was the vinyl to the person but yeah i don't know i don't know who invented the gramophone dog logie baird is there something in that john doe no anyway he made the invented- television right well we're close aren't we <laughs> <laughs> well let's face it the gramophone the, is right sort of, the gramophone is a sort of combination of telephone and television isn't it yeah but they couldn't call it the teletelephone let's call it the gramophone it feels like every like does it feel like that that kind of sense of those great names have been lost a bit. Well, they certainly have to us. In in that we can't remember any of them. (laughs) Those unforgettable names. Like, no one's going to go... You don't think people are going to go Tim Berners-Lee? I I think he struggles, Tim Berners-Lee. Like, when he did the Olympics, no one knew who the fuck he was, did they? Wait, no. Yeah. Wait, no one knew who, who he was. Okay, fair enough. So Tim Berners-Lee, so, I think, struggles. I think everyone's right. going to go Steve. I think in 100 Jobs. years' time, Jobs. people will think Steve Jobs invented the internet and the computer and and happy days. And I, and I think in some <laughs> ways, John Logie Baird probably uh, might did be. Did you say? You know, like, that's what I'm thinking is, John Logie Baird's probably the Steve Jobs of his day. Everyone's sniffing around. Can, can I just but, ask Clarkie a question? Please. Did you hear? Did you hear Happy Days? There <laughs> Happy as well? Days. I did hear Happy Days. But yeah. I think, is it because there's a record playing at the start? Is that what it is? is why, why do you? Th- Hello, Blue. Why do you think Steve Jobs invented Happy Days? I thought that was Gary Marshall, wasn't it? Every, what did I? What did I say? Everyone's going to think Steve Jobs invented invented the computer and the internet yeah. and Happy Days. And ha- yeah, that's it. Like that's my that's a that's drawing a line under that. They'll be like, no, it isn't. It's, it's not. It's actually it's it's, it's, it's saying the same thing again. The door. There you go. Do, so it's like, why do you happy- think Steve Jobs? Ha- uh, in, oh, 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 sorry. And you're using the expression, yeah. right? Yeah. He invented okay, that- the internet and the computer. Happy days. Off we go. Right. Oh, okay. Right. 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 But you, did, you, you must Who understand the saying. You missed the. 
yeah. he invented the computer and the internet and happy days and, and happy does days. sound imagine, like imagine if that was your trifecta <laughs> you've nailed you've nailed well, it I'll say this Ron Howard did direct backdraft you can't take that away from him yeah <laughs> he invented invented fire is that what you're saying <laughs> like early yeah, but, man like that's a leap you wouldn't make from happy days would you no no you're right you're absolutely so, right there's something in it anyway <laughs> but like do you know what I mean like I think in in 200 years time or whatever jobs will be there well, not if AI has its way. No, but Steve, like people will talk about, they'll be like, okay, the great inventor of our time was Steve Jobs. And I imagine yeah. if you go back to those days, there's like Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah. Robert Louis Stevenson, John Logie Bell. They all, they all had three names, didn't they, back in the day? Well, wasn't Robbie Louis Stevenson, Robert Louis Stevenson a, a, um, an author? Didn't he invent the, the train? The, the book. <laughs> Didn't invent Stevenson's rocket. This must this must be driving people insane. Who wrote, tre- who wrote, who wrote Treasure? Who wrote Treasure Island then? Who wrote Treasure Island? Um, Did he do that's that Rob- as well? That's Robert Louis Stevenson. So he he wrote Treasure Island and invented the train. I I don't think Robert Louis Stevenson invented the train. I'm sorry, mate. I think he just wrote books. Okay. So what? And they named Stevenson's rocket after him. I don't, I don't know anything about the connection to Stevenson's <laughs> rocket. I'm afraid, unless that was one of his books. Do you, do you want to look up Stevenson's rocket? Let me have a look. I don't think we can get into looking up territory because otherwise we'll go down a wormhole and we'll be looking up, you know, John Candy. <laughs> the other great. He, he invented sweets, right? <laughs> do you know what you you are you are. You're almost right in the. I'll take it. it. Ro- <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Play us out. It was Robert Stevenson who invented Stevenson's rocket. Robert Louis Stevenson, I believe, is the author of, of, of Treasure Island and a variety of other books. I think he wrote Jekyll and Hyde as well. Um, but yeah, so so it, well, we can we can. I don't even think Robert Stevenson's making it onto the list. What about I.K. Brunel? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My God, I'm sweating. Okay. Okay, that's another. That's a name. Okay. That's a name to conjure with. But did Brunel invent? I, I, I thought he built bridges. Well, he wasn't inventor. He was, a, he was, a, he was a builder, wasn't he? Yeah. He's not getting on the list. No, he didn't invent. But what did Steve Jobs invent? Did he invent the, the suspension bridge, Brunel? He certainly built some. Steve Jobs will go down as the, the man who invented of. Happy Days. Yeah, <laughs> the inventor of. He was the one who like said, "I think the Fonz should wear a uh, a leather jacket, not not a denim jacket," and he should say "a" instead of "you." <laughs> he came in there. He really trouble. He troubleshot the project. I tell you what's mad about Happy Days, right? Yeah. Was made was it made like in the seventies? Yes. About the fifties. Yes. And and like if you look at those two eras, they're so like drast they seem so drastically different. Yeah. That's like the equivalent of someone making a a, a series now about the noughties. Yeah. Is it like, well, it's, it's it's like Dairy Girls, look? isn't it? Like it's yeah. that kind of it's it's like it's like yeah, it's like Dairy Girls. It's like people who want to make a show where you where you're not bogged down by the fact that everyone's got a mobile phone. 
is basically that's what you want to do isn't it <laughs> yeah. that's 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 the reason to do it but then but they've done it a lot haven't they because like in the 90s they made that 70s show so i think they people do often look back about 20 years and go oh wasn't it basically all the people who grew up in that era are now the people we want to hit our target demographic for watching telly but when you were but, a kid it was very disorientating because you just assumed it was made back then Yes, that's right. I thought it was yeah. made in in the. I thought it was made in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, because totally. that's why when you find out that Ron Howard directed Backdraft, you're like, go, what that old guy? <laughs> How old is he? That old duffer, Blueberry Hill. <laughs> he must be. He must be too old to direct Backdraft. But that's that's why it was disorientating because when you're a kid, you didn't quite understand. No. Yeah. That you're watching a period piece. I'd say. No, all, all, all I'm saying is you go on you go on the big names, that's all, I think. That's <laughs> all I'm saying is Steve Jobs will go down as the inventor of the computer, I think, in the in, in like in 200 years' time. Do you I think, think so? You... I mean, may, maybe with people like us who don't know who invented anything, <laughs> but... But like so many, so many grave turnings happened during this episode. So yeah, just be what? What are they doing? People looking down at us from heaven, being like, "What the fuck are these guys doing?" And they and they were upset about guitar. So when are they going to start playing their guitars? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about my friend Tim Berners Lee, still alive. <laughs> He's on stage. No one recognised him. <laughs> 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 has, he, has he made any money out of the internet? I imagine he's done okay. It feels like everyone's ran with it. But do you think he's actually... Wait, let's he, get this right now, because he didn't invent the internet, did he? He invented oh, the World God. Wide Web, is that right? <laughs> oh, right. I think that's... I think... But... I couldn't, with a gun to my head, tell you the dis- distinction between the two. I couldn't tell you what the difference was. What's the difference between the World Wide Web? I know you don't seem to be typing www into into um, uh, email addresses as much as you used to. It feels like that, you know, it feels like you couldn't get anywhere without a www. And now... See, and that's why he's not No rich. one uses it. This is it. He used to get a royalty from that. <laughs> every t- for every W, <laughs> yeah. he'd get a, pe- a penny. <laughs> He'd get threepence for every time someone went to a, a website, which, you know, doesn't seem like a lot, but back oh, yeah, in the day, up. oh, it really, it racks up. And he got it all in one pence pieces delivered to his front door every morning. Well, should we try and get him on as a guest? <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you know who he was once he got, once he came on? <laughs> and what he's done. <laughs> I don't know if we could we couldn't send him this episode and say listen we're big fans of yours we don't recognise you uh, we didn't think you did very well in the opening ceremony and uh, well it was odd no idea it? what it is you did it was just a bit odd because the, there was a big thing going on and then the house came up and everyone was thinking right here we go it's going to be I don't know the Queen or some shit talk me through this I, I, I don't I don't remember what you're talking about here. The, uh, are, you, are you talking about the whole episode so far? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but please don't talk me through that. Just this bit, please. In the opening ceremony of the 2012 London Olympics. Right, yes. When we got to the modern section. Right. 
We went all the way through. We went through Isambard, I.K. Brunel. Yeah, yeah, I remember that bit, yeah. We were there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to say I don't think John Logie Baird featured. Okay. But when we got to the modern bit, when old Dizzy Rascal was playing and the kids were going to house parties with their mobile phones and all the text was flying around and it kind of was like, now we're into modern day. It was after the NHS tribute, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And then, kind of at the climax of that, there was a little house. And they, in my head, that's kind of where they were all buzzing around. And then the house lifted up and there was a dude sat on a chair and uh, on the roof of the house it said, you're welcome. And that was Tim Berners-Lee sat on the chair. But it was right. quite disorientating because if it had been the Spice Girls, everyone would have lost their shit. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was Tim Berners-Lee and everyone was like, who's that guy? And then it was like, oh. And then once you get there, it's like uh, he invented not the internet, but the World Wide Web. <laughs> right. You know, when, when, you, when you're delivering the greatest opening ceremony of all time, you can't have those kind of moments of hesitation. No, it's true. I, mean, I am a big fan of Danny Boyle. Oh, yeah. You know, Danny Boyle directed the opening <laughs> ceremony. He was also in Happy Days. Anyway, but all I'm saying is it just felt like, you know, bold to put him in yeah. there. Yeah. But it, it did feel like it was a risk that didn't quite pay off. If I'm if I'm being brutal. Mm. It's why... Well, clear, I mean, why, you know, it, 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 I forgot about it. So it clearly didn't stick in the mind. You can't follow Dizzy Rascal with Tim Berners-Lee. <laughs> No, the if worst all, Glastonbury ever. If you're organising a gig, <laughs> you can't. You just can't. I so mean, that, great that, guitar solo. Gotta gotta <laughs> hand that to him. But it wasn't a great headline set. It was just the it's the AOL sound. Yeah, that's how my only experience of Tim Berners Lee in real life. Mm. Got you. It is is like you kind of should know. Who, it felt like we were being told you should know who this guy is rather than you do know who this guy is. Who do you think? Well, uh, uh, right, how about this? Because this is somebody who di- who does like to put themselves front and centre. Not necessarily the most popular person in the uh, in the country, but um, what about uh, James Dyson? His first sort of genius move is calling the product the Dyson, right? Yeah. yeah. So it is, it's got his name on it. People immediately remember that. Even if they can't remember his first name, they're going to go, well, it's Mr. Dyson who invented the Dyson. You know, and a variety of different very you know very enticing very exciting dyson items you know you've got the hoover you've got the air blade you've got the the big fan that's just a circle it's got no blades in it that kind of stuff all of those things are all dysons right yeah what about him and 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 he puts himself in the adverts as well you know so you see him he do you not think he is going to stand the stand the test of time maybe as a british inventor it's mad with Dyson because I feel like the, the main thing he did to get all of his money was inventing like a bagless Hoover. Yeah. That feels like the eat. Like, if you were to go. Like, if you were to go back in time as you are now and you yeah. go, like, I, I wouldn't be able to really do anything. But coming up with like a bagless Hoover feels like that's an open goal, isn't it? Well, why did no one do it before then? Exactly. If it was, exactly. If it was such like an putting, open goal. It's like putting wheels on a suitcase. It's like it took us this long to figure out like the like the, the easiest little invention. And I think this is what I'm this is what I think we've been getting to all the way through this episode. Great. Is in order to be 
one of the big inventors. Yeah. You don't need to stand staring at a blank page and pull something out of nowhere. You need to take something that is already there, give it a really minor shift Mm. that will change everything for people, and then suddenly you're the main dude. Yeah. Because that's all that you got to do. That's a really good point, because... Because they, they called cars horseless carriages, didn't they? The person who invented the car wasn't inventing a brand new thing. They were going, well, what's this thing we use all the time? Well, it's a cart that's being pulled along by a horse. What's the problem with it? Well, the horses get knackered and horses die and all this, you know, like and it's you, you can only go a certain speed because you can only go as fast as a horse can go. Get rid of the horse, put in something else, like an engine. Drop the yeah, T. That, that's exactly right, yeah. Yeah course why drop the t what do you mean from car to car yeah it's a good point actually yeah like, why does the t go in the rebranding well because they were pulled by uh, horses <laughs> Fucking hell. sorry what <laughs> it's sorry. okay it's, it's it's always good to have something to uh, to edit out the podcast <laughs> but still keep us the title <laughs> Pulled by horses. Pulled apart no by horses. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. Oh, I think that's the. I think that's the. That's the true nature of it. Is okay. You know, you've got to take what's already there. Yeah. Do one thing and improve on it, and then that's that's the way you'll go. See, Tim Berners-Lee yeah. didn't invent the internet, but did yeah. invent the World Wide Web. He saw the internet and thought, yeah, what this needs is putting www at the start of every address. And people said, yeah. That, people that's, must that's have what, thought, <laughs> nailed it. This is mad. <laughs> yeah, but then he said, well, type, you know, I tell you what, type www.google into .com into there and then off you go. And they go, well, what about the people who invented Google? No, you don't remember who those guys, we don't remember those guys' names. You remember my name because I came up with the first bit of it. Yeah. You know, like, I, t- I tell you, well, th- talking of websites, Zuckerberg He's going to be remembered because he had a film about him. Yeah. That's what you want. If you get a, get a nice film about you, then uh, people are going to remember you. Definitely, definitely Zuckerberg. He'll 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 last two hundred years. That's gone mad now, hasn't it? That film, that's- films about people, like it feels like the last. <laughs> years, like they're making them all the ago. time. They are. Where's Tim Berners Lee biopic? That's there that's we go. That's what we're exactly. now. No, that's what we're gonna write. Danny Boyle, do, no, come on. I know you did him a bit of a favour, but come on. I, I reckon if Tim Berners Lee had smashed the opening ceremony, the next Danny Boyle movie would have been a Tim Berners Lee biopic. We call it WWW. People yeah. think it's a sequel to Oliver Stone's film. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where he becomes a wrestler. <laughs> he did a movie called W, and then he, he made WWW about Berners Lee. Do you know what? Do you know what? When you Google Tim Berners Lee, you know the first question that comes up? Why isn't he a billionaire? So I'm not the only one thinking it. Oh. I'm not the only one. What's, not what's there, the answer? Though. What's the answer to that? Uh, he just got big into betting on the horse, the horses. It says <laughs> <laughs> he lost his money on the horses. Lost it all. Lost it all on the horses. Yeah. 
he gave it to the world for free and I to be honest now that's coming back to me that I think that was part of his appearance in the in the opening ceremony oh that's why like he a, says you're welcome I guess you can't be a billionaire and come out and go you're welcome <laughs> well I mean that's, I that's, how most, try. that's how most billionaires behave actually a lot yeah. of them try I'm welcome <laughs> I'm WW welcome. I'm Wewe. Wewe welcome. I'm welcome. Um, it's, um, I think, or it was something like my gift to you, or so, I'm trying to remember now. It was something like your, I don't know if it was your welcome. That feels like Did your... he perform the song from Moana? Is that what it happens? <laughs> What can I say except you're welcome? Got a guitar. He just didn't have the vocal chops, bless him. He's a computer scientist. was <laughs> like, who's this, who's this dad who's giving it a go? Talking of that song, by the way, oh, Tom, yeah. I wonder if you relate to this as a, as, as a parent. And, you, you know, I know you're a, I know you're a fan of, of a viral video. You know, for example, the Chris Farley tribute video. You, you're a fan of getting distracted by videos on the internet. Have you ever seen... Dad meeting the rock. Um, and he so this this dad meets the rock and he says, I just want to say to you, um, I love I love you in uh, Moana and uh, I, I do the Maui song for my daughter every night before she goes you know, as she's going to sleep. That's what I do. That's, you know, that's how I sort of comfort her at night. And the rock goes, Do you know the rap from it? And he goes, Yeah. And he goes, Let's do it together. They, you know, they instead of taking a selfie, they take a video and yeah. it, they do it into the phone of him and The Rock doing the rap. And I watch nice. it and it absolutely terrifies me <laughs> because because I watch it and I think I could see myself getting in that situation, right? You know, so you end up... Yes. Yeah, you end up going, yeah, I know the rap. And you just start and you go, hey, I could go on and on. I did the the sky, the tree, the That was Maui just messing around. Oh, God, I don't know. Actually, sorry, The Rock. And The Rock just goes, why have you wasted my time? I'm the fucking Rock. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you're doing yeah. it every night for your daughter, you might be like, oh, I kind of flub that, flub that line a little bit. They don't need to know. You yeah. Know? And the pressure. You don't want to be the dad who says no to The Rock. Yeah, you've got to say you, yes. Do you know my rap? Oh, yeah, Because then, yeah. then you're not going to go home to your girls and be like, oh, I met him today, but I didn't do the rap with him. You know, you, 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 yeah, I didn't do you, the rap with him because I'm a bit I'm a bit, bit fuzzy on some of the words. It's it's a bit like when they, they cut to um, people in Glastonbury. It makes my well, stomach drop it's become out. A, it's become a, a bit of a craze now, hasn't it? That thing of, can I play? It, it feels like now there's not a concert that goes by where a member of the public isn't playing the drums on one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true and it never feels there's there's kind of a, there's kind of an air of is this planned conspiracy behind them all because you never see the one where the guy patently can't play the drums for my hero yeah. or whatever you yeah. know where Brandon Flowers gets the guy up on stage and they go okay off you go and he's like boom ding dong bing bop boom bing bop which is yeah. like everybody seems to, to be I want to see that video more yeah that's what you want to see yeah. isn't it I want everybody to get up be... for Dave <laughs> Like I know the rap, Tiago Silva play me. I'm good. I'm wearing the Tiago Silva shirt. Oh, I can go one and another. Electro phenomenon. We do what we wanna do. Say what we wanna say. Live what we wanna live. Play how we wanna play. Dance how we wanna dance. Kick and we slap a friend and family. Tiago Silva. I mean that said I probably could I could do pretty well 
<laughs> I could do pretty well if oh, MC, MC Hammer did it. If you bumped into MC Hammer, you'd be the one chasing after him. I can do the run! <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, I'm at work. I've said it once before, but it bears a repeat. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The thing I was talking about, not even being, being, being brought up on stage, is when the camera cuts to a person that's often on someone's shoulders, you know, they're normally very good looking and they've got glitter on their face and they, for some reason, despite being, it's the third day of Glastonbury, they look like they've had a shower, you yeah. know, they look amazing and they are word perfect on whatever song they happen to be, you know, the camera happens to be on. I always feel like, oh, it'll get to me because I, I, I'm, I love to sing at concerts. Do I know the words? Very rarely. <laughs> Sometimes kind of like, I, I, I've, I, I've often found myself singing, like, you know, singing along to songs that it's the, the first time I've heard them is the concert. And I as go, well, as long as you know the shape know of the sounds. Exactly, like exactly, yeah. Off you go. Yeah. But I would hate to, you know, I, I do that kind of knowing I'm being protected by the crowd. I hate for there to be a, you know, a camera in my face. I mean, obviously I never look good at a festival. I don't look good outside of a festival. I've never been camera ready in my entire life. I do appreciate that you put on so much glitter, though. It's really good. <laughs> bit of razzle-dazzle for the podcast. It has always long been my dream, and I'm sure I've told you this before, but as like an art installation to remove the crowd apart from one person. Yeah. And I'm sure you could do it on your laptop these days, courtesy of... Oh, yeah. Steve Jobs. But you can, you know, you, you you just put one, you know, you have one person in the middle of a gig, you highlight them, you delete all the rest of the crowd, and then you watch the gig and just see them, see what they're up to. Yeah. Same with the nightclub. I'd and not, yeah, I, I used to think that as well. When you're, when you're at a, um, yeah, when you're, when, you're, when you're dancing at a nightclub and you're really going for it, you know, you're a bit hammered and... Uh, what, what what must you what would you look like in a stark white room? Yeah, and a riot. There's there's like that's my that's not that's my exhibition. I think it's people. It's, good. People it's got something. It's got something of the own. sort of Gillian wearing about it, hasn't it? You know those that that thing where she would go and take put herself Gillian in Louis a shopping. Wearing. Gillian Louis wearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd put herself in a shopping centre, sort of dancing as if she was like at a nightclub, and she would she'd film it. But this is you 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 do this authentically. You you know yeah. With, with with permission of the crowd, you'd film the crowd, yeah. and then afterwards you'd get the. Well, you'd, yeah. you'd have to get the silent release form, otherwise it's. Yeah, okay. You gonna blur okay. blur their faces out? Um, no, but I think it'd be quite a long, quite a distant shot anyway. But if you've I just don't fancy them. going up to the person in the riot and going, "Can you sign this release form?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll hold your brick. I'm, I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually a sort of, um, a sort of conceptual artist, and uh, I wonder if I could chat to you about exactly why you're writing today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like that. Yeah, sports crowd riot, uh, nightclub festival, and uh, is that it? Oh, uh, Jewish wedding. Jewish they're wedding. My, they're going to yeah. be probably. They're going to orgy. Be the main, what about orgy? Main exhibitions. Like uh, one person in an orgy. I feel. I feel like if if orgy's in there, it's going to dominate the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a guy. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Films orgy didn't get permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man in jail. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. I know you're leaving. Um, I, I, I can I just say I, I was filming that orgy, <laughs> and. Um, I've got an exhibition it, it, it's in the it, Phoenix Arts Centre in uh, Exeter it's, uh, you've probably heard of it anyway could, could you mind just signing here please <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know um, horse racing <laughs> do it down the tracks I don't know <laughs> anyway that's <laughs> that, 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 that's, there's an exhibition in it basically Certainly but is. I don't think there's a lot. There's not a life's work in it. But no, there's an exhibition. It's, yeah, it's 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 a one-off type thing, isn't it? What are you calling it though? That's the question because these things sort of live and die on the title. What because like the title's got to explain the because what what's what's the thought behind it? What's the point you're getting across? It's called it's called seen and not heard. But I'm spelling seen like a scene and heard yeah. like the herd. Ooh, oh, yes, hello! Indeed. Or I could just call it "seen and heard," and it's seen. No, I think "seen and not heard" is yeah. is, is, exa- is exactly seen right. Seen and not heard. That's so really it's, good. Oh, that's, it's like film that's scene that. and the herd. Yeah. I think, you, Tom. I think you should do it. I think because the, the thing about being an artist is you can just start at any point. It's my third chapter. I can't. I'm not. I'm not rushing into it. But sure, the the third chapter as a conceptual artist, you know, it's on its way. Probably my fifties. Yeah, I, I think you've got to. I've got, I think you've got to pounce now because nightclubs, festivals. What you don't want to be seen. You don't want to be seen as the sort of the great voyeur of the art world. You want to be seen as a man cataloguing his own existence, and that is your existence currently, isn't it? The music festival, the nightclub, the riots. That's a good weekend for you. I've got to kind of capture it now. While you've got to it's capture still, it now. Yeah, while you're it's, still doing it, while it's fresh. You don't want it. You don't want it to be because I think it has to. You have to be the voice of your generation, as opposed to a guy looking with looking misty eyed back at the uh, you know the, the life great he voyeur used to have. of the art world has a ring to it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, the great voyeur of the art world. I mean, if you go back to the opening ceremony. You know, the way it'd work, the way I'd be in there, there'd be the house. The house would lift up. Tim Berners-Lee would be there. I'd be there peeking through the window. <laughs> the people would be like, there's an old guy in a chair. And then, oh, look, oh, it's the great voyeur of the art world. There he is. the Spice Girls. Who the fuck got is this? The artist's name, my artist's name would be Peeping Tom. <laughs> Peeping Tom Parry, the great voyeur of the art world. Peeping Tom Parry, the great voyeur of the art world, presents seen and not heard. Yeah. 
Tom, yeah. if you don't do this, you are you are committing the greatest art crime of the century. <laughs> you are robbing the nation of one yeah. of the great one of the great art pieces they could have. You know, because if I can if I can get that reputation quickly, or if I just go by that title immediately, then people well, are going to sign the release forms, aren't they? We've yeah, said it. Yeah, it. we've said it here on this podcast. All it takes is for someone to use this podcast as a reference and to uh, to put it on your Wikipedia. He has been. Been described as the great voyeur of the art world and just the references this pod you know it's you, you as long as you as long as someone out there in the in the published world has said it which we have and it's not even it wasn't even you who, who said it this time it was me not i'm happy words. to go on i'm happy to go on record on wikipedia as describing you as the great I, you know i'll stick a tweet out as well about it so it's got a <laughs> bit of I, I consider tom parry to be the great voyeur of the art world i'll pop that out on threads when yeah. he turned 50 his best work unfurled we called him the biggest voyeur of the art world i'm talking about I'm talking about my peeping tom parry <laughs> <laughs> oh can hear it now well you sang it well i'll be peeping out the coffin <laughs> This is a project, everyone. I'm alive. (laughs) It's a project. (laughs) Could someone get me out, please? (laughs) I didn't think this project through. I'm in a crematorium. Why is it so hard? It's a project. It can't become your catchphrase either, because it's like you're caught behind some bins watching a couple get off with each other after a nightclub and, you know, Officer Charlie, like, touches your shoulder and says what are you up to and you're like it's a project i'm peeping tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe don't have your name as peeping tom i mean yeah. that's, <laughs> that's it's not great is it no no but i think the great voyeur of the art world is you don't have to actually then become a guy who hides in the bushes and looks yeah, at that, couples getting off. I think that's, yeah. I think that's I think, crucial, yeah. I think the problem, Tom, is don't, <laughs> don't believe your own hype too much. I think the project of you filming a football, but, like, but, you know, But what about my crowd. exhibition? What about my second exhibition? Been watching you. <laughs> oh, wait. Where you been watching you? <laughs> <laughs> the great boy of the artwork, he did a series of different bins and this is what he saw it's prison <laughs> but from the view of bins and it's called been watching you been wheelie been watching you <laughs> like every 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 exhibition it's a different type of bin <laughs> it's like chemical waste <laughs> I, li- I like the idea vomit. that someone's walking around your exhibition and they finish their coffee and they chuck it away and they just say oh bloody hell <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's scalding art mate yeah. <laughs> and in the same way that Banksy has taken graffiti and elevated it so that people love it and celebrate it yeah that's the way I will yeah. t- I'll do that with people being spied on when they don't want to be like oh god are you watching me oh Oh, wait a minute. Oh, great. Have you just drawn on my wall? Oh, you're a Banksy. That's the prankster's art, isn't it? If you if you crush somebody's uh, car, they get absolutely livid. Whereas if you come out and you go, actually, don't worry, I'm Jeremy Beadle. They go, oh, Beadle. Beadle. Edmonds. Uh, Ashton Kutchner. You know, all of these guys. These they are walked so I could run. 
Exactly. <laughs> like a great inventor standing on the shoulders of giants. Anton Deck. An artist. <laughs> Once they uh, that that, that uh, Gordon Ramsay when he used to wear the, uh, the the weird sort of rubber faces and do pranks. I think he's yeah. still got that on, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Part of the bin exhibition, you could guess what type of bin it is as well. So it's like <laughs> it's like you've got the picture, yeah, and then. And then next to it's like a little curtain with a drawstring and you pull the drawstring and then you see a picture of the bin. So you can guess what type of bin it was I was in or the camera was in. So it's like, you know, food, a food caddy. How are you putting in a food caddy? <laughs> this is part of my art. I, I build. Why is that? Why is that food caddy six foot two? <laughs> <laughs> How much compossing are they doing in this household? <laughs> why does it? Why does it stink really bad? <laughs> Obviously, I'd get permission retrospectively, but I'd be breaking into people's houses at midnight, like rebuilding their kitchen surface where I'm built into it. So that my head can be within a, 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 a food caddy. So, so when they pull out the drawer that's also the recycling bin, and your face is there in amongst the plastics, <laughs> where you wheelie bin? <laughs> can, can you sign this release form, please? <laughs> I get the feeling I will be shredding at your funeral earlier than you realise. <laughs> well, pa- paper shredding. <laughs> that was his last mistake. <laughs> just just going to hop into the... Oh, oh, ow, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, way to go. What a way to go. He died as he lived. <laughs> Hiding in people's bins. Hiding in people's bins. The trash compactor was a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's, um, that's two exhibitions in already. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've got to do it, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do it. That's, it's, it's, it's chapter three, man. Conceptual art. Have you got your chapter three lined up, you two? Oh, it's a good question. No. What could my chapter... I'm going to be a bit bad. <laughs> <laughs> so similar. Collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Collaborate yeah. with me. You know the guy who hides in bins? Meet the man who nicks the bins for him. <laughs> Bin Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Bin Man and Robin was my first ever. That was my primary school assembly, and I played Robin to Bin Man, and I think that's where I first got the taste for bins. The taste. <laughs> the taste <of> bins. <laughs> it's going to be my bin, bin origin story. The first time I got the, t- I really got a hankering for bin juice after that, <laughs> and I've never looked back. I've never looked back. If you look in the mirror and say bin juice three times, <laughs> I will hide in your bins. If you look into your Brabantia and say bin juice three times, <laughs> Parry pops out and takes your photograph with a Polaroid. You can hire me for weddings. <laughs> Is that 
bag of props in the corner and a, and a big bin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that's bin juice gone. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be a conceptual artist, but he's fallen on It's his fourth chapter. He's a, <laughs> he's a wedding photographer now. <laughs> From a bin. It's odd. <laughs> chapter four. <laughs> he, he got to it quite quickly as well. Chapter three really didn't last very long. It turns chapter out. three closed after two days. Well, it's technically uh, chapter. It's technically chapter five. Chapter four was prison. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes no. to sweep that chapter. Uh, well, he, he, no. he likes to sweep it into the bin. <laughs> no bins in prison. Famously. <laughs> Famously, <laughs> famously, no bins in prison. That's the real. That's the real uh, 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 right. You get taken away, isn't it? Oh, you'll never throw yeah. any waste paper now, boy. <laughs> that's the last time you knock off a bank. You ain't throw. Honestly, the 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 satisfaction of scrunching up a uh, scrunch up a, a, a bit of paper and throwing oh. it across the room gone for you for six to twelve months. There was a time where that game, the waste, the throwing the paper into the waste paper bin. Yeah, was like that was right at the forefront of like mobile games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was that was our um, uh, that was our Sonic the Hedgehog in many ways, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know who invented that? No, Steve Jobs. I'm not, not Robert Louis <laughs> Stevenson. House I live in a house made of iron sheeting. And we're out. Lovely. We are out. We've extracted ourselves from your ear canal. We have indeed. I've got a little, uh, I've got an email I wanted to read out. Lovely. Now, um, does it pertain to our podcast or is it just something you received? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a message from, uh, it is actually not even a, it's not even a message from a listener. It's a message from a guest. Oh, now this is wild. Um, So we, we finished recording our last episode of Beef Brothers Cold Cuts and um, about half an hour later, I received an email from Mike Fenton Stevens with, Whoa. with, and it it, it 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 purely started with, I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. It made her cry. And then it, it, he does every single verse. Wow. So he typed the whole thing out, every single verse. And uh, can we can we do it? We can do it if you like. I want you to... Can you try to give us the full reading? I'll do it. I'll do a full reading. I'm happy to do it. Okay, here we go. I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady who swallowed a spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady that swallowed a bird. How absurd to swallow a bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady that swallowed a cat. Fancy that, to swallow a cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady that swallowed a dog. What a hog to swallow a dog. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady that swallowed a goat. She just opened her throat and swallowed a goat. She swallowed the goat to catch the dog. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. It made her cry. 
there was an old lady that swallowed a cow. I don't know how she swallowed a cow. She swallowed the cow to catch the goat. She swallowed the goat to catch the dog. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the bird to catch the spider that wriggled and jiggled and tickled inside her. She swallowed the spider to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. It made her cry. I know an old lady that swallowed a lion. She's no longer crying. Beautiful. So after he finished recording with us, he sat down and typed yeah. that all out. Amazing. The main man. What a guy. And beautifully read, Crosby. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna clip that up as an audio book for my kids. Uh, Can you take one note? Their master's voice. Yes, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a note. Could have done with a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was going to... My, my, my two complaints were that no guitar solo from me and no mention of the torse. Surely she must have swallowed the torse <laughs> at some of stage. Of torse. <laughs> yeah, she's dead of torse. <laughs> Um, but yeah, love that. Thanks to thanks to Mike. Uh, and if you haven't heard the episode already, uh, you must hear it. It's a it's an absolute classic. He's brilliant. One of the great Beef Brothers. Yeah, he mm. was he was wonderful. We loved having him on. And uh, and his podcast, uh, My Time Capsule, is full of superb stories, just like the ones he told on our pod. So uh, get that if you can. Um, right. What else needs to be said uh, other than do you want to do, you wanna do how, can you do a, a hit it to to end to end the pod? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen here. Today's episode was produced by Emma Caution. Caution team. team. So take that look off your face, get the feeling right, and hit off. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> tricky. It is tricky. I gave you a tricky. All I had to do was read something out. I gave you a really tricky task there. Luckily, I nailed it. Yeah, you yeah, smashed it, it mate. Um. Well, I guess, uh, cheers, everyone. Hit on. Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.